Welcome to the Holes with Me Mark podcast show, also part of today's Holes with Me Sidetrack. But why is it Holes with Me Sidetrack? Because this is my show I do about cryptozoology, and Debbie in her, has experienced Owlman, and now she's going to tell us a little bit about it. Hello, yes? Could you tell us more in detail? Sorry? Could you go into more detail, please? I have completely lost you, I'm sorry. Can you go into more detail, please? a quarter of a mile from the 
nearest road. There was no other houses, no other habitation. It was just the woods, this building. And that's all it was. I, I could not identify what this thing was, what this noise was. I could not see anything. All I could hear was this, this, this noise of something that I had the feeling that I had woken up. I listened to the telegraph pole to see whether it was a wires. I looked, I can remember looking at the treetops to see whether there was a sudden wind or a gust of something or aircraft or anything. I went round to the other side of the building to see whether it would, there was a problem with the mill wheel. Nothing at all. This buzzing still continued. Um, and then I went back into the building and we were staying with my parents-in-law and they were busy so I actually asked my husband to come outside and see whether he could hear something and yes he could hear the buzzing he went to do exactly the same thing to try and work out what this buzzing was where it came from what it was could we see anything no it was in the treetops yes and it seemed to be circling the clearing that we were in and then it came back down and back into the derelict building and you could identify that it was in the derelict building and we both stood at the threshold and you could pinpoint where this thing was and it was about I suppose four meters up in midair and there was nothing that you could see. How did it make you feel at the time? Sorry? How did it make you feel at the time? Um, I can remember at that point where we could see where it had gone into the back into the derelict building and it was in this air and you could almost judge the, the, the size of it because it was a, it was a really dim concentrated sound and you got the feeling that it was looking back at you at which point we both decided to like go back inside <laughs> and try and work out what it was we couldn't so we sat in the kitchen trying to work out what it was and we couldn't and every so often we like put our head back outside the door and the buzzing stopped I think within about 40 minutes an hour we never heard it again at all on that holiday and we have never been able to explain it at all did you ever check the, the local news as to see if anything happened that day uh, no, there was nothing on the local news, there was nothing in the local headlines. Um, I had no explanation for it. There was nothing visible. But it was, you could identify it as an area of clear air. That's what that thing is occupying. It's up there. That sounds very interesting. Um, I only associated it with the Owlman about eight years ago when I was reading, uh, I read some article about it and it actually mentioned 
that buzzing, a thumping sound heard in the trees. And this way we go, oh, perhaps that was what, you know, somebody had had the same sort of experience in that area. Because you could hear it in your chest, it was resonating in your chest. Yeah, so if so obviously if you re research the area, there probably won't be similar um, experiences in there as well. Probably. Um, I, I really think I woke it up um, and trying to identify what it was, I actually took more steps towards it, and which is why it then took off up into the air, whatever it was, it sound then went up into the air. Um, I've never been able to explain what it was. I would, at the time I was working as a neonatal nurse, so I was used to, you know, observation. Um, I've worked, I work in daycare, you know, I, I love trying to find out what things are. Um, never been able to work it out because you, we could not see what it was. I always like it when you I, when you hear it from the witness because it obviously makes it more personal as well because some people think oh yeah oh that can't possibly be true but obviously you was there and you know it was Do you study cryptozoology or do you follow cryptozoology? Just specifically, people when they say cryptozoology, they always think it's always about the monsters, but obviously it's about the new findings that we find in the world as well. I do find that myself. I mean, I, I'm not. 
I'm always starting like, to be sceptical because it's the best thing to do. Uh-huh. I never believe everything totally because you have to be like that, I'm afraid. Because there's so many fakes yeah. out there, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But um, I recommend you follow my group and uh, CFF group because there's lots of um, information about cryptozoology in there. And uh, we, we uh, will. If anybody could help you out, they will. If you like, got a question about something, thinking, oh, I wonder what that is. Someone will. Yeah. will someone normally replies. Yeah, I mean, this, this is. I'm quite happy for uh, to answer any question about this, or to you know, to, because I'd quite like to know what it was. Yeah, I mean, um, as you say, you're in the right area. I mean, obviously, we can't say what that. It's definitely that because we have no visual, but obviously that the, the, no. but it, it it's possible. We say possible. We won't say it is. No, no, and this is the thing. You could not see anything. It was clear. It was May. It was a typical May, sunny, slightly breezy, but not breezy. You know the sort of typical May day down in the west country where it's a really pleasant day you know it was sunlight it was the middle of the afternoon you could see clear air all the way around this thing and you could see that the sound had coalesced down into I think almost like a large shoebox size but there was nothing there you couldn't see no rippling of air no insects no movement of any What other things do you follow? Do you follow things like UFO or Bigfoot or Paranormal or anything along that line? Well, if if you've ever worked in the um, health service, you you have a healthy understanding of that when people die, there's there's something missing. (laughs) So, um... Ah! I can ask you something then. Because I I used to work in mental health and one day we went in this lady's room and unfortunately she she died but we me and the other lady present we felt that something had left the room we couldn't see it we couldn't smell it we couldn't touch it but we felt it have you ever come across the same feeling um yes and i did it It's like a cold presence, like a shadow, isn't it? Like a shadow standing over you. No, you just have the feeling of being watched. Yeah. Now, going back to when when you was in hospital, did you ever experience before someone died that they had a day, that they had the best day they ever had? They were singing, dancing, talkative, brilliant. I think we're given that day, personally, by the higher being, whatever we want to believe in given that day to say mm-hmm. goodbye to people. What do you think? Um, yes, but there's always also multiple instances where people wait for things. People wait for people to come from a long way away or they wait for specific important events for them or um, they 
basically wait until a relative has left the room and then die. Because I, I think in that last final moment, they're trying to save that, that relative. They are first of actually seeing them die. It's, it's a fascinating subject. Oh, yes, I, 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 I find it absolutely fascinating because people say, oh, you shouldn't talk about it. Of course you could should talk about it. Otherwise you don't learn. I mean... No. I mean, I I um I have no problem because I I've had a near death experience in my life, so I can. Un- yeah. I, a lot of people say, "Oh, don't be so stupid," and I tell people what I went through. They just say, "Oh, yeah, it just it just was a nurse that you heard, or your brain brain was playing tricks." Bloody bloody blur. But I experienced mm-hmm. it. I was there. I didn't see no lights or anything like that. All I heard was a voice. That I've never heard before since. I seriously believe, and no one's ever going to convince me any different that that was my guardian angel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but it's like one of those, um, you know, feelings that you get that you know you must be able to train, or you must do this, and then you find out that the train after, you know, your usual train or your usual route, um, something happened. Isn't it? Hmm. Well, I, do, I believe that our ability to see things, hear things, and acknowledge things comes from the uh, early man. Because early man had to be very perceptive to his environment. I think a bit of that that part of the brain is still in us. And some people can tap into it more than others. I can't prove that for you. But I do think it's very possible. It's almost like so. I think you're... You're correct in having it's it's having an open mind and it's actually having the almost this sense, but also being I think being attuned to viewing things or no, I'm making this um almost accepting what you see. Or hear. Does that make sense? Yes, I do. That now. Because when I used to work in mental health, you could always have a, people say, there's no such thing as full moon syndrome. I'm sorry. It does. It does exist. It does exist. And people just say, oh no, I, you're just making it up. I say, no, it's always before or just a little no, bit after. Exists. And they would, it, they would always be more manic or more likely to snap. It wasn't their fault. Yes, absolutely. Completely, utterly, and totally agree with that. And I think if you ask anybody who uh, works in the NHS or any healthcare setting and has works on a full moon, it's one of those, oh, it's going to be that sort of night. Yes, I completely agree with that. But would you think that, I I think, you will know so you can correct me, Um, I think we're 80% water, I think that's correct. Of water, aren't we? I can't remember the exact percentage. Yeah, but I, I, think I think when we, I mean, some people can feel the effects of the ball with the moon more than others, mm-hmm. and I think that's what mm-hmm. disturbs their mind a bit. I don't know, I mean, yes. I mean, you know, we, I, my, one man's sanity is another man's insanity, so who am I to say who's mad? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I also think, um, if. <laughs> Do you think that if you have one experience or one thing, you're more likely to have a 
Yes. So, yeah. I, 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 I used to get that. I, I used to know when the residents were going to kick off. Yeah. I always knew when they, I thought, oh, here we go. Something will come at me any minute now. But you carry yeah. on, Debbie. Sorry, I used to feel with your flow. Um, there you go. Um, okay, Kim, it's one of those, you always get a gut feeling about patients, don't you? Like, I'm not going to leave this person alone, or I'm not going to. Um, so, you've got those senses there already developing. I think... I mean, I would say it's probably having an open mind allows you to accept things until you see that things are, whatever you see, is something, even if it's out of the ordinary, is still a valid thing or a valid point. In the house we lived in that was haunted, it, we had a view over... It was like a, um, a dollhouse, so it was out on its own. And we watched from the window a big black cat for about 40 minutes. And for the entire 40 minutes, we never even thought about, I don't know why I didn't do this, taking any photos. But clicking through my head was going, it's not this, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. And so they do exist. So it, it's observing and then accepting what you've observed. Oh, we all know that big cats were released when the Wild Animal Act came into the UK. There's, mm. ev there's evidence of wild boars about. There's evidence of uh, um, large uh, rat-like creatures about. So I don't disbelieve that. I don't think it's the original cat. It's like a hybrid. It's a hybrid. It's a hybrid of, that's learnt to how to live in this environment. I mean, you look at the moors, they're vast. You could get, you could get yes. lost there tomorrow. But nobody would have found it. This was, I, I didn't stay, and again, I found out in the subsequent weeks, we watched this cat, and in the part where we saw it in the field, we had regularly seen foxes and deer. And it was larger than a fox and smaller than a deer. And exactly the same spot. So it was Labrador sized. And we watched it for about 40 minutes and actually got bored and wandered off in the end. And about a week or 10 days afterwards, we had the boiler serviced and the boiler man came into the house and he just said, Oh my God, what are you looking across the fields? Have you seen the black cat yet? Uh, yeah, last week, and it, if you'd lived in the village for a long while, or, you know, it was well known, um, and I also, after, after I left nursing, I went and trained as an archaeologist that worked in museums, so cataloging lots and lots of um, museum exhibits, and I, we had a temporary um, big black cat exhibits come into one of the museums that I've had and it actually had sightings of this big black cat up to where our house was and back along the road and you could plot it and that's what interests me actually being able to plot sightings and then you can extrapolate out whether it's 
aliens. What sort of creature it is, or living creature? I, I have a, a, I don't know if you have, know this, but I have a Facebook group that I do archaeological finds on. Called okay. Dig It, Find It. I'll, I'll send you the link. I've been oh, yeah, that'll be I, I love it. I, I got into, I listened to a show on Radio Devon. I think it's mm-hmm. some, somebody called Will, he's, I can't remember his last name anyway. He did, he did, every now and again he comes on and talks about findings of the Stonehenge and bones and, yeah. and that. And I think fascinating. And they recently got the new theory that they reckon Littlefoot actually existed. Right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know how genuine the article is, obviously, because I haven't read it scientifically. Paper. I'm only going by what I found on mm-hmm. our friend Google or whatever one you like to look at. But um, yeah. they found that, that it could possibly be a humanoid human species that we that evolved that we haven't recognised yet. There's more, and more, there's more and more evidence going that way. I mean, I, I'm not saying how true it is, because I'm not an expert by any shape or means. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think the more we've learned, especially in the last 20 years, about um, human family tree, the more complicated it's got, and the more interesting we've got, actually. Um, about... When I was first interested, because I first went onto an archaeological site when I was about seven, um, basically my dad was running them, so I we got to go and dig quite a lot as kids. Um, and at that point, it was we were still in the in the process of. Neanderthals were thick we they died out and we're the superior race and no we're not we're just here by chance actually there's a chance of evolution that has picked up rather than anybody else well a lot of things in life are chance if we did the greatest invention that ever man, man ever invented was fire without fire we'd have nothing uh, no no I mean, you look at people say about art. They say, "Oh, well, it's not a good subject to learn." But they don't realise that art's been around since caveman times. It has, it has, and that's uh, there's been new discoveries in that as well. Actually, hasn't there? Yeah, there's some fascinating. Um, it was one in France they found. They, um, I think, and they had some really fantastic drawings, and they just wondered yeah. how they, how did they do it? Because they didn't have the painting stuff we have now. They had the very basics. Uh, yeah, but they, they're using the same pigments that we use now. Yeah. But they, they, they were... They, I mean, and they got... Obviously, they got, uh, like, the buffalo and, um... Woolly Mammoth mm-hmm. and saber-toothed tigers. Exactly. But I couldn't ever, ever get there. And it took me ten years to get a ticket... There's, there's very, very few tickets that, that are released every day now. There's a, a painted cave in France called Fontebeau. Uh-huh. And, and it is the only polychrome, so multicolored cave, that is still open in Europe. They only allow a 
20 people a day now. Like I say, it took me a decade to get a ticket. But we had a guide who was absolutely wonderful and the cave itself is absolutely wonderful. But what he did, and this was a game changer in my head, because I've been to lots and lots of painted caves and he flickered the torch as though it was a, and made made it like a flickering candlelight and the bison, the buffalo that were on this freeze looked as though they were running. Oh, like a like a movie effect. Like the, yeah. like the old like the first movies when they used to just like roll a roll a film really yeah, fast. You know, like when you used to draw the pictures on a piece of paper and flip you know, with multiple um, pieces of paper and then flick it. Um, yeah, so these 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 buffalo appeared as though they were running in a flickering candlelight. Wow. Does that not make you... That completely blew my mind, totally. Because then you think, all these flat images that we see, we're not looking at these pictures, these cliff paintings, in the way that they were... They were or perceived at the time, yeah, yeah. But that's like everything, isn't it? I mean, people, as yeah. you say, they put an ancient, old ancient man as like being a bit daft, but then we can't build pyramids... We don't know how Stonehenge was built. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and have you ever tried to map the flint? No, I've seen it on the telly, and it means it's very difficult. It is really difficult. I nearly broke my thumb. <laughs> I know, it's a very it's high, really difficult. It's a very highly specialised skill. It is a very highly specialised skill. Because, but then as well, it's it's a skill that you're thinking three steps ahead. So you've got to have the brain development to be able to visualise what your what your finished article should be. What well, what is your opinion on UFOs? What's my opinion on your? Um, I think we're stupid to think that we're the only people, or the only intelligent life in the universe. I agree with you there. I don't. I think. I don't think they say, "Hey, you know, you're the only." Pl- I, I, I think. I seriously think there are aliens. I don't disbelieve there are. No. No. I, I think we're stupid to think that we're the only only intelligent life in the universe. Um. I. I don't quite know. I don't quite know whether... I think there's so much hype and so much conspiracy around them that it's difficult getting through the layers. Yes, I agree there. Um, I think the best thing is to read it, try to think, "Mm, could be... Mm. I I, I personally do believe, as you do, that they, they are... We are, they are around, but I don't know why they would come all this way and not say hi, at least once. Uh, you don't know, they haven't. Oh, uh, um, Debbie, Debbie, um, before I go, I normally like to do, ask the pe- guests that I was on my show if they would like to do a unique sign-off. Because I like to do a unique sign-off. 
Now, what would you like to do, be your unique sign-off? Oh, unique sign-off? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I always catch people out. I've got a kitten on my lap, and I'll try and see whether I can get it to purr. I heard something in the background, yes, I don't, I don't disagree, I heard that something. Was a, that, that was a very small black rescue kitten purring. Ah, cool. At least my dog can't see it. Um, <laughs> so this is my sign off to you, Debbie. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you, Debbie, for being on my show. I like the fact we had a good chat. And thank you for being... Here with me. So, thank you. Good night. Goodbye. And